The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is officially the first Talkin' Cowboys of the 2022 regular season. Here from the star in Frisco, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the show from the SWBC studios at the star in Frisco. We've got Rob Phillips. Yes. We've got... Isaiah Stanback, Super Bowl champion. Hi, guys. We've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And now, for the first Ooh. time on the Talking Cowboys airwaves, we introduce the newest member of Talking Cowboys, uh-huh. Patrick No C Walker, a.k.a. at Voice of the Star on Twitter. Patrick, welcome to the team. Happy to be here, boys. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a fantastic season. I, I couldn't think of a better group of guys to talk to Cowboys football with. So, it, it for those that don't keep up with it on a day-to-day basis, Patrick is the newest member of the DallasCowboys.com team, and uh, he's going to be he, – he's writing, he's on the podcast, he's going to be on the shows, he's going to do some analytics. I mean, he, he does everything for DallasCowboys.com, kind of like with Rob. You Rob, guys he, work hand-in-hand He's now. been Absolutely. killing it, man. Oh, and he's oh, been man. doing this podcast right. thing for a minute, too, by the way. This, it, is, this, is, not, this is not new for No C. No. No, because you've had the the podcast with KD Drummond Correct. as catch well. Correct, with KD Drummond. Yep, uh, Catch This Fade. I had my own solo podcast for a good while called Star Witness uh, with CBS Sports. So nice. definitely cool. not not in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle mm. me, man. So what you're saying is, and your, your big saying is science. Science. Hashtag science. Absolutely. You're going to bring some science to Talking Cowboys. Goals. Goals mm-hmm. and for everyone that does already follow um, the the thought process of science is basically the facts are the facts and the facts don't care about your feelings. Mm. And, 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 tell my wife that. And please, listen, <laughs> you're, on your own, you're on your own with that one. No, I don't, yeah, don't I'm not echoing that yeah, one. I think I'm like over here too. Not, Choose yeah. your battles I've gotten wisely, in trouble many times friend. by saying facts. Your feelings are not facts. They're not. That's true. It's true. I've They're gotten in trouble so many times. <laughs> now, now, yeah. facts and feelings they can they can walk hand in hand as far as you know being agreeable with each other. You want okay. to while, but the the point of science is you can't be afraid to detach the two. So Ooh. if a fact is a fact, and uh-huh. I mean, and it is because they're objective, uh-huh. right? That's that's just the science. Like like Calium is resident four four. There you easy. go. Fact, yeah. fact. Four two six unwind assistant. Ooh, okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, easy money. Yeah. On, okay. on an analog clock. <laughs> Chris doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Not down with that. But you have to be able to look at a fact objectively and say, you know what? Even though this was my stance going mm. in, this mm-hmm. was my take, this was my hypothesis, I thought, you know, player X was you know, of X of Y value to the club, you put together, you know, the the statistics and yeah. you look at the context and you put together the film. Yeah. If all of that points to contrary mm-hmm. of what your take is, Facts. you need to change your take. Because mm. the fact doesn't agree with your feeling. Mm. So like you, that's why you never get too dug into any one. Yeah, it, it's I'm working on it. it. It's it's such <laughs> Kyle gets on me all the time. 
I do. I, Kyle just shakes his head at me half the time because mm-hmm. he knows I just don't deal with feelings. And that's why a lot of people don't really like me a lot of times. Ooh, but they come, wrong. but they come we back wrong. around. We were like a dog on boomerang around these parts. You know what I'm saying? Feelings play you know a role. Matt okay. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Feelings play a role at times. <laughs> they, they do. They play a role, they just not in the middle of facts. Yeah, not when you're not in, 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 in football, not in an organization. You. you know, like just can't do it. Okay. Hey, speaking of the facts, there's a lot of facts. We got like Kyle. Facts. We are going to get to the facts, but yes. first off, yeah. you you bring up feelings in your own right what in I got? the building too. What I got? We just spent two weeks about the cuts of the roster, and oh, it's it's not a fun day for players. It's not. Yeah, you that's just true. Just brought that up like two the weeks ago. The fact is, their feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's fair, but but you cut through it, and that's and the fact is, you got to put your best fifty three on the field. That's Woo! the fact. And science, science, not exactly. science. Yeah, and like I think that's so important with the Cowboys because. There's so much around this organization. So you can you can slant to the negative too often, maybe to the positive. You got to find a middle ground with this team because it's easy to get sucked into one side or the other because Correct. there's there's always something around this. Don't team. go down a black hole, Rob. Yeah. Can't do it. And I think that's a perfect way to start the regular season episode because if you are listening to Talking Cowboys for the first time today, I mean, that's kind of what we're going to put out there. We're going to talk football the majority of the time. We're going to have a, a ton of fun in here. Absolutely. And, I mean, we were falling out of our chairs last week. <laughs> legitimately falling out of our chairs Isaiah last week. Isaiah will do that to us. And it'll happen from time to time. And then look at us like, what did I say? Guy. What? I'm what? so lost. But we're, what did I say? Guy. But we're going we're gonna to lay it out for you, and we're going to give you all the information. We're going to make our statements, our opinions, and then you can formulate your own opinion. You don't have to agree with us. No. We honestly, I would love for you not to agree with us half the time. Yeah. Keep it even, but we're going to present it for you. And let's start by some news and notes. We always start with news and notes with our man, Rob P. Island over here. Rob Phillips. What's going on? Let's start with Jason Peters. It's a good place to start. He is officially on the Cowboys practice squad, which is, uh, you know, the rules changed a year or so ago. So he has to be, I haven't looked it up, he's got to be the oldest practice squad member in the history of the National Football League. (laughs) Pretty sure he is. At 40 years old. And that's going to change here in a couple weeks. He thinks within a couple weeks he should be ready to go to be available to be on the active roster. And just a quick question recap for because people were asking on the mailbag actually what is the practice squad rules now okay you can have 16 guys Mm -hmm. you can have two call-ups a week to essentially have a 55-man roster and they're going to have to do that this week to get their kicker up to get a backup quarterback up uh, and a guy can be called up a minimum of three times so at some point you're gonna have to sign these guys probably to the 53 but he's on the practice squad for now he said it was love at first sight Mm. you know when he met Jerry Jones and sat down and talked shop and talked about signing here uh, I also thought, guys, he's open to whatever, which I thought is really important here, coming in 40 years old and wanting to obviously keep playing. But he said it. If Tyler Smith, who's expected to start at left tackle against Tampa unless something drastically changes, he keeps rolling, that's fine. If he's going to wind up being the swing tackle, that's fine. We'll see how it goes. But he gives the Cowboys options. He gives them options at a very uh, needy position they've got going into week one. By the way, he's the second oldest player to ever be on a practice squad. No roster. way. Who's the oldest? Josh McCown. Oh. Uh, when he was with oh. Philadelphia. <laughs> well, well, like, Say less. It's the same thing. He was Say there for less. like he was there for like a game or two day, two games or something. Wow. He was 41 whenever he was the oldest player to get to ever join a practice squad unit and right now Peters is still 40 up until January. Youngster. So. But you know, you know, yeah. Whippersnapper. <laughs> what stands out to me about Peters, though, is, you know, and I, rightfully so, a lot of people folk, are focusing on his age. 
that's justifiable. He's 40 years old. Um, but the more I thought about it last night, the more I started to fall in love with this this signing. Okay. Because take the age out of it for, for, for a second and look at the fact that if you tell me that there's a veteran tackle coming in with – Let's say several all pro nods, several mm-hmm. pro bowls. Doesn't have to have a specific number. Let's just say several. Yeah. Started 15 games last season, allowed only six sacks and over 850 snaps. I didn't tell you who that player was. I didn't tell you that player's age. You'd say, bring him on, sign him, let's mm-hmm. go. But suddenly you put 40 years old attached to it. Now people start <laughs> saying, oh, well, he's 40. <laughs> How much longer can he last? Well, you don't need him to last 10 more years. You just need him to be a viable piece in 2022, and he is most certainly going to be that. So like Rob said, he said give him a couple weeks to get acclimated or reacclimated to the rigors of regular season football, get acclimated to the Cowboys scheme. And one of my biggest things going into this, and I wrote this in uh, the the maiden voyage for the Science Lab in my column, I said, well, the the financial part of the negotiation is going to be equally as important as, you know, the role playing part of the negotiation, what were they what was going to be the pitch to Jason Peters? Again, you know, six time all pro, nine time pro bowler, fifteen starts last season. He's shown he can be highly productive still. Is he really going to be open to being a backup tackle to a rookie first rounder? What'd he say yesterday? Absolutely. They're yeah. gonna he's gonna do whatever the Cowboys need him to do. It could not be more of a perfect signing given the circumstances for the Cowboys and Jason Peters. You kind of outlined that last week a little bit, too, mm-hmm. is is the fact that – and I don't think we hit the point of he doesn't need to be active for a long time. He just needs to be active for this season. I mean, he needs to be yeah. available when you need him, which at least throughout Jason Peters' career, he's done that. Yeah. He's been available when the Philadelphia Eagles or the Chicago Bears or whatever team he's been a part of needs him. That's what you need from him right now. You Absolutely. need him to be available. You need him to be a dog. You need him to be a dog because there's only one dog on this offensive line right now. That's a proven dog, and that's Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. Zach Martin's the only proven dog, right? And you sure. would love to have another veteran, right? You had you had Tyron, yeah. right? Obviously, so you had two Pro Bowlers, right? Two proven, absolute, just gorillas in there. Yeah. Okay, you lose a gorilla, right? Now all of a sudden, you got a one gorilla by himself. And gorillas don't like to be by themselves. In the jungle. All right? Gorillas like to have multiple gorillas around them. Right? They, they run in unisons, okay? All right? Everybody's seen the gorillas. You've seen the apes. Okay? They like to run in packs. Okay? So, all of a sudden, you there's one gorilla sitting out there, and you go grab him. Right? And you bring that gorilla in. So, now you got them two gorillas looking at each other saying, yeah, we can do some work. And Jerry Jones's pipe dream. I can tell you this right now. Jerry Jones's pipe dream. When he was sitting up there, and he, and he was looking Jason Peters right in his face. I, I, knew, I knew it was coming. And he was looked at him. He said, you know what? You know, you them doggone running Razorbacks. Go Hogs. Go you know, Hogs. You know, go Hogs. You go know, hogs. And, and I, I, just, I just, when I looked at your 6'4", 340-pound frame, and I thought about what you can do for this organization. You know, we're going to take that youngster, we're going to put him out there at left tackle, we're going to bring you in there at guard, and we're going to book in Tyler Biotish, and we're going to shore up the inside of our of our offensive line. And then when Tyron, when Tyron Smith, when he gets back healthy, we're going to put Tyron at left tackle, we're going to put Peters at left guard, and we're just going to bully everybody on the front line. Cowboy, Chris. Cowboy. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jerry Jones' dream. You think he's going to be a guard? Absolutely. We do? Absolutely. I don't, I don't think so. What's anymore. the easiest way for him to get acclimated either. back to playing in the NFL? 
wait a couple move weeks. Move him inside. Move yeah. him inside. Because yeah, it's easier to play inside. It's easier to play inside. Nate Newton sat up here last week and told us that it's easier to play inside. He says it feels like a dog on Snuggy. You're all cute and cuddly, right? Mm-hmm. You have somebody on each side of you, nice and warm. We everybody see naked and afraid. You gotta you gotta you gotta pair up next to somebody, sure. okay? You can't be on the end by yourself. You'd rather be in the middle. Yeah. So he wants to be easy. closer to the other gorilla. Absolutely. And it's easier for him to come in, adapt to this system, and not feel like he has to get as in shape. All right, that probably sounds bad to say, but that's the reality. You want him as you want him as as feasible and as tangible early on. Put him inside. Put him inside. Who else can he help? Tyler. Be honest. Yeah. Be honest on each side of him. Pro bowler. Pro bowler. Right. If be honest needs help. What can you do? All right, no, no, youngster, we're going here. No matter which direction he looks, mm-hmm. he'll be able to have somebody tell him what exactly what to do. Not to say that Tyler Bialis doesn't know what the heck he's doing, but just imagine that confidence when you're sitting in between that dog on ice cream sandwich. I like that. I really do. Because that's what Zach Martin presents on the other side. Yeah. Sure. But my early thought on it is options at left tackle. And because that's what he's done for the vast majority of his career. As he said it yesterday, you start him off, you start off with Tyler Smith at left tackle. If it works, great. If it's a situation where Jason Peters can help you more at left tackle right now, put the future Hall of Famer right there. And maybe people don't like this, but maybe they don't want to yo-yo Tyler Smith to multiple spots, but they drafted him with the hope that week one he could be the starting left guard. And I'm not sure he would have necessarily lost that battle anyway if this kept going for a couple weeks and Tyron hadn't gotten hurt. So maybe the options is, yeah, you move Tyler back inside. This is kind of dependent on Connor McGovern, too. Like what he's providing, but they need more strength and size inside at guard. Thank to, you. to your point, whether it's Tyler Smith, whether it's Jason Peters, See, but and, and this Week One matchup is the best example you yeah. can think of with Vita Vea coming to town. The teams that you're going to be facing early on, and I think we hit on this earlier, Kyle, in terms of last week, is they're going to be strongest on the interior. Yeah. The teams that you're going to face in these first five, six games, you right. better be strong on the interior, and you better not have a question mark, and you better not have a hope of a guy that you drafted that natural position is left tackle and you're hoping that he can that he can patch up do some patchwork for you right some dog on flex seal right on the inside there you're hoping that he can be that guy for you i asked tyler smith the question yesterday <clears throat> about the the film study of tampa bay who do you look forward to and who are you worried about or not worried about but yeah. who are you game aware planning of, yeah, against right. aware of circled in first red. name he said vita bay no, no, he didn't say Absolutely. Barrett off the edge. He didn't say any of these other guys coming from the second level in a white or whatever it is. He said Vita Vea. So if he's starting at left tackle and he's still saying Vita Vea, he knows where the pressure's going to be coming. Right. He can't block Vita Vea. Can, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm sorry. But other he than probably Jack, as can. of right now, as a as a left guard, obviously he's going to tackle. Right. As a left guard, if you put Tyler Tyler Smith in there, he can't block Vita Vea. There's only a handful of guys in this league which, that can. Which isn't that's not a that's not a knock to Vita Vea no, is absolutely an animal. But you can't expect. But that's the caliber of player that you're going to be going against in these first six games. That's the caliber of guys that you're going to be going against. So to have an expectation, obviously he won't be there week one. But even to remotely think that okay, we could put Tyler Smith in there and we could hope. Right, he had what three holding penalties? I think it was in the preseason, something mm-hmm. like that. We hope that he's not going to hold this three hundred and fifty pound man. It's going to happen. Oh crap! Oh, by the way, now we're going to go against uh, Fletcher Cox and those guys as well. Oh crap! We're going to go against Hub- like you're going to be dealing with some dudes. The season is here. You're going to face the best the NFL has, and unfortunately, you're going to face some of the best defensive lines in football I in think, these first six years. I, I think for me, it the the question of with Peters being here, should Tyler Smith remain at left tackle? I think the problem that I would have with putting him, Tyler Smith, back at left guard, number one, 
unless you're Zach Martin, good luck against Vita Vea, period. So mm-hmm. that I think that's a wash. I agree with Isaiah on that yeah. standpoint. But you anticipated that Tyler Smith, to Rob's point, would compete and probably beat out Connor McGovern at left guard. Fine. But you have to adapt on the fly. Guess what? You lose to Ron Smith. So there we go. That means, whether you like to admit it or not, at left tackle, the future starts right now. Oh, it does. Right? Yep. Now, you've yep. been kind of masking the dusk of Teron Smith's career being here. Maybe it's not here. Maybe it's not until 2023. It's right now. So I think that puts the Cowboys in a position where it's like, we have to keep Tyler Smith at left tackle now. Mm. We have to let him go through mm. his growing pains. We have to let him have his hiccups because we don't have the luxury anymore Facts. of assuming that our future Hall, uh, Hall of Famer is going to be back for the long run when and if he does return uh-huh. later this season. Yeah. So yeah. with that also comes the equation of you have uh, Jason Peters there. Maybe you put Jason Peters at left guard in a couple of weeks, but you have to see how Conor McGovern is doing, but also – because you didn't necessarily address the swing tackle depth in the offseason to the degree that you probably should have, let's say you, you do put Jason Peters there. Okay, now we're talking best five, right? Yep. Guess what you just did, though? You just sacrificed your depth that's left at swing tackle again. Is Matt well, let's go ready? He missed the majority of training camp with the shoulder injury. Josh Ball struggled mightily in the offseason as well as in the, the preseason games. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you have there. So, so many question marks, Pat. So many. You can't go into the season with question marks. You, you just freaking can't do it. You're literally well, that's hoping. Jason Peters was. That's, so, that's supposed to help your depth. And, and it does. Here's the thing. Yeah. We were talking about before the Jason Peters signing – what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, what is the offense line doing? Now you at least have options. Absolutely. What's you Tyler, have options. What's Tyler Smith going to win the guard position? Honestly. I think so. I think, so. I think not. I think so. I think not. Uh, I that, think not. That, that strength. He was. He has strength, but he doesn't have the, the footwork yet. Yet. Well, yet. Yet. But you can't You can't go into a season saying he's not ready yet. Well, well you know what? <laughs> you, can't, you can't say, hey, 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 Dak. While he's figuring things out, just keep your head on a swivel, okay? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you just can't do that. Well, in in that event, what should have happened is they should have committed him to a a particular position immediately after the pick, right, as right opposed to double duty. And right then the here comes training camp, and they're like, you know what? Well, let's pigeonhole him at you know left guard, and then yep. Ron goes down. You're like, oh, yeah. by the way. So, so with that being the case, out. put him in his natural position so he has he doesn't have to think as much. Let him adjust to the speed of the game and let him rest on his confidence, which is at left tackle. Let him develop there because if I'm going to lose anywhere, I want to lose on the outside. Take it from a former quarterback. If you're going to lose, lose outside. Right. See, I thought but it was inside. I thought interior no. pressure was always I can't always step more. up in the pocket. It there's interior, no pocket to step up into. With interior pressure. With, with interior, interior pressure. pressure. Yeah. If there's interior pressure, I can't step up. Also if there's make, exterior pressure, guess what? I could put, I could motion somebody oh, out. Okay, I, I can have a saying. tight end go out there and kick a guy out. I, I can have some guy chip on yeah, him. I can do a whole lot of things on the outside to help on tackles. It's hard to help guards, which is why I say put Peters big behind on the inside. 340, freaking Biotish, Zach Martin, all pro. Tyler Biotis, all pro. We'll figure things out on the outside. Terrence Steele, you're doing what you do. We only have to worry about one spot, and guess what? It's on the outside, on the left side. I hear what you're saying. My only concern would be at 40 years old and the fact that he is for – how long has he been in the league? 18 years? This is 18 years. For, this for, is year 18. For year 18. Okay, for 16 of his first 17, he's basically been a, a left tackle. Yeah. So you're asking him, and he's never played left guard. He's nope. played on the right side in yep. 2020 in Philly, and that had mixed results, and he was banged up in that season yep. too. 
can he make that switch? Or are you are you signing him because he's a future Hall of Fame left tackle to give you Agreed. options if something happens if Tyler Smith struggles? And, and Tyler Smith if, has gotten a full camp at, at left guard, whether he's eh, totally ready or going not. Going back to the science, and my man's over here, okay? <laughs> if you had to say, I'm bringing in a 40-year-old offensive lineman who can play guard or tackle. His natural position is tackle, mm-hmm. but he's 40 years old, and he can help us out at guard if we need him there. Do you want him covering five yards, or are you rather cover two yards? Two. I'd rather him cover two. Two. <laughs> Would you ever consider stuff moving? happens quicker inside, and because yeah. he's three hundred and forty pounds, how much space? That's a lot how, of mass to there's move. nowhere for somebody to go. That's a lot of mass. No if doubt. they want to come at him, they have to come through him. It's going to be very difficult to come through Jason Peters, regardless if he's used to the position or not. You mean I don't? I only have to go one kick step to the right or one kick step to the left. That's my. That's my box. Versus if I'm outside on the left side, we just heard Nate talk about how you're out there on the island, 40 years old. You don't want to be on the Gilligan's Island by yourself. Right. Okay, I'll be on Rod Peace Island, but that's the only one I want to be on. Oh, thank you. Okay? Because yeah. that's a lot of space to cover. There's a lot more things you have to worry about. <laughs> you have to worry about stunts. You have to worry about outside pressure. You have to worry about cornerback nickel bike uh, blitzes, safety blitzes coming down from the outside. All those things versus if I'm on the inside, everything's right here. Everything is literally in my bubble. So I would much rather take the physical stress off of Jason Peters at the age of 40, if we're going to start talking about that, and keep him in a two-yard box versus putting him on a freaking island. Well, to, to Kyle's point, the key word here is options. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, what, so what you need to do and over the course of these next couple of weeks while Jason Peters is, is you know reacclimating to the rigors of, of regular season is try him at some reps at left guard. Right. See what you got there. Yeah. See what you can possibly. Yeah, he have hasn't there. even gotten a chance. Right. Yet. So that's that's not to say if we see him out in practice taking some reps at left guard. That's not to say that's where he's going to end up being. He might ultimately be left tackle. We'll see how things go with Tyler Smith. But you need to have all of this lined up in your portfolio to say, okay, well, if we need to move here, then this is the move. But Make if we need to break. go there, that's the move. I know you got to go to break, Kyle. Uh, yep. But I want you to think about this as we go to break. If you had to bank on our run game, which we do. We need to establish our run game. Right, right. Where would you rather have Peters? Mm. On the field. I, there you I go. don't no, care. No, 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 no. Yeah. Where would you I rather have Peters? I just want him on the field. If you, would you rather have him at left tackle and then a question mark at left guard? Or would you rather have him at left guard and know that the whole interior offensive line is secure? I would like Peters and Smith on the field together for the run game. <laughs> I would, too. I would, too. But think about it. offense to Connor but the strength. Yeah. And I want you to think about the defensive lines that you're going to yeah. face. If you had to run downhill, where do you want him at? Oh, I want to run behind Jason Peters. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. I, mean, I just want to put Come my hand on, on that 71 here's, and just, yeah. Here's the know. thing. There's two, there's two other topics of conversation here, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to hit it. We've got shows every day this week. Yes. We can hit it at a different time. But one is if Tyler Smith it comes out and he balls at left tackle and he looks better at left tackle than he did at left guard throughout training camp, you won't need Jason Peters to go out there. Then all of a sudden he's the guard. So Isaiah's scenario and, works and, and out you regardless. Know what? And that's what the Cowboys want to Pat's point. Like they, If the future's now and he's your future left tackle, then if he's balling out and he's ready, then right you keep now. him let right him, where Let him is. go. Yes. Yeah. Hot hand. I agree. Hot hand. The second thing is, would you consider, would you consider mm-hmm. ever moving Tyron Smith Inside to left guard when he comes back, so he stays healthy. No, well, you're no. saying the same thing about Jason no. Peters. He's coming off a major no. injury at the time. You wouldn't. I'm just. I'm throwing position. it out. I, I would also uh, throw out the point that Deron's injuries, the neck notwithstanding, typically are 
of the lower end of the body. Yeah. So when you have someone who consistently battles those types of injuries, pop, sliding him in to left guard, you're asking for, for something. You're asking for yeah. trouble. Great point. Great point. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're taking your calls. 888-855-2297. Give us a call. We'll give you the question. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, here's your read, Isaiah. This mm. is this is all for you. Head to AT&T Stadium this Saturday, September 10th, to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on your Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium, ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and so much more. Visit attstadium.com. Slash rally days for tickets and for more information. This is where you can sign all the Dak Prescott jerseys you want. <laughs> all of them. You can I just want to sign that shirt all. you have. That's a nice shirt you have on there, Kyle. Tony Romo action. With a little jersey Absolutely. border. I'll see you. Filming, shout uh, shout see out to you. Tony. We're filming some hit sticks here in a little bit. So oh, we, yeah. We've got the, we've got the, the oh, swag yeah. shirts on. So Swag-oo. You've got Ken Griffey, the rookie right. card the on greatest shirt. ever. The kid. Dude, I, I actually have a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Where do you live? Uh, I'm not telling you. I've got one. It's it's graded. It's a 9.5. So you you turn off your location settings on your. (laughs) Careful with that. No, sir. No, I think he's paying for this wedding. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think I'm getting (laughs) the sweetest swing? Oh my God, Griffey. Yeah, that's by far like my 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 grail of my collection. Yeah. I've yeah. got a ton of baseball cards. I I still collect is cards. Is it the like 89 upper deck? Yeah. That's the one oh, I no, used to have. I don't know where the hell one. it is. I think it's Tops. Okay. Yeah. So I have a, I have I a have friend. Friend. That's the OG. I have a friend slash business friend who 
knew this guy, and this guy was a card collector. This dude had an entire uh, storage unit full of cards. Lord. I mean, entire storage unit. Not the small storage unit, like the big storage unit. And the guy just tired. He was tired of holding on to it. The older guy, just kind of, you know, getting done with life. He's like, hey, just just give me five grand. Take all of it. Just give me five grand. Come pick it up. Do whatever you want to do. To you? No, not to me. I I would have been all over this. I was sitting here. So... (laughs) Five grand. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, that sounds dude, awesome. So he's like, all right, here, five grand. Went down there and made multiple trips. It was like down in Houston or something like that. Went up there, multiple trips, packed up his SUV, brought it all back. By the time he got through one-tenth of the inventory, he already had over a million dollars worth of cards. Oh, my gosh. Five grand investment? No, you got to know what you have, That's people. a dub. You got to uh, know what you have. Yeah. Well, that's a capital dub. This guy, this, dub. You know, this guy, this guy, the guy who, telecized. the guy who sold it was he's 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 okay. Super. Dub. He's well off. So oh, he, he offered. He's like, hey, like this is a lot of money. Like here, take some more money back. Like he was like, no, I don't want it. Like, that's awesome. Good. That's wow. awesome. The question is, why do we not get those opportunities? I, I yeah. Huh? Hit me up, anybody what out there? We, yeah. If, yeah. You, if yeah. you're if you're looking to get rid of it, we'll even open them on the show. We'll bring them all in here. It'll be great. Yeah. Old school cars. Cards, at voice of the store. So yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and tag it. Let's go. All right. We've got Cowboys Nation on the phone today. 888-855-2297. We're going to do this every Tuesday in the second segment, and it's called Talking to Cowboys Nations. Today's question, what position group are you most confident in at this very moment in the season? We've got Brian in Iowa on the phone now. Brian, what position group are you most confident in for this Dallas Cowboys team? I'm going to say the defensive line and the linebacker group. Okay, why is that? Because the defense line, I feel like we have the fat boys back um, of just with speed and power. But but the second level, we got that speed and that in, in, in that that nasty intensity that we can just bring and just make people be worried when. They play against the Cowboys defense. I like it a lot. Y'all agree? Yeah. I, I could see the defensive line, especially if you're talking about a guy like Neville Gallimore uh, taking a huge step forward. We're already seeing Oso Digizua take a big step forward. Chauncey Golston, uh, Quentin Bohana had a magnificent you know, preseason and training camp as well. So to his point, the big boys are back. And that for the Cowboys, who've you know had enjoyed Demarcus Lawrence you know, when healthy, obviously, uh, and then Randy Gregory, I mean, for the most part, they've had their bookends. But the big question perennially have been where are your big boys, right? How can you stop the run? And here we are. I think I think this is the season where there you go. Yeah. What do you think, Robbie? I, I it's hard to go against D line, like Pat said. I'll go with linebacker. I think I said linebacker last week, just because yeah. you've got Anthony Barr, who's a proven guy. Obviously, Micah Parsons, Leighton Vanderesh, bringing him back was very helpful to this depth. And I count J. Ron Curse basically as a linebacker. If, if I mean, he's a safety, but he's playing in the box quite a bit in that hybrid role. And you put all those guys together, that's as deep a group as I can, as they've had in terms of talent in the last couple of years, even more so than last year when they started camp. And then they had some injuries, and Jalen Smith didn't last the season. And yeah, this is a, this is a better group overall than last year. I really, the, I think the Anthony Barr addition there. Mm-hmm. It was kind of what we talked about before he was added, or added. By the way, thanks for to Brian in Iowa for the the phone call. But uh with Anthony Barr, we were we were asking the question at the start of the offseason, what would be your dream signing of the free agents that were out on the market? And we all I think all of us said Anthony Barr or at least yeah. had him in the conversation. Yeah. And the fact that they went out and signed him automatically uh, it took your linebacking core from a thin spot 
to being a strength of your defense. I mean, and your defense as a whole, you've got playmakers on all three levels. It's what Isaiah talked about last year when we went up against the big-time defenses along the way. You've got that now. You've got Demarcus Lawrence in this big-time defensive line. Then you've got three pro bowlers at the second level with Leighton Vander Esch, Anthony Barr, Micah Parsons, and you can even throw Micah Parsons into that mix on the D-line too. And then you've got a secondary that's as deep as it's ever ha- ever has been. Yeah. Trayvon, Anthony Brown, J. Ron Curse, who with another 90-plus tackle season could be in a Pro Bowl too. I mean, this is what you've been looking for, Isaiah, on this defense. You finally have it. It's scary. It's like when you're playing Madden and you bring your offense up to the line of scrimmage and there's a star. Start at the right. D-line, start at the linebacker, start at the safety, stay at the, start at the right. corner. You're like, crap, where the heck am I going to go? You, go? you know, so and this is exactly what you want. Um, I'm excited to see. These guys, especially on the defensive front, I know that they look good in camp. They look good in the preseason. I, I still want to see it in the game, obviously, as I'm sure most people do. Um, I want to see how effective that is. I want to see their ability to stop the run. And to I do think that they have a great mixture of talent in terms of big power guys mm-hmm. and quicksters. Right, you think about like Tristan Hills, those you know, and, and those guys that can kind of you know maneuver and get mm-hmm. vertical, and then you got the big bows who's going to come up here and be the run stopper. So hey, they have a they have a good mixture of guys of, of personnel that they can kind of fandangle and kind of create with. And then at the second level, I, I I was I'm excited about Bar. I'm excited about Bar, but I want to see how Quinn uses him to set him up for success. How would that be? What would that look like? I think you have to keep him in the box. He's a heck of a tackler. He's a heck of a tackler. He can walk down to the end. I don't want to see him isolated on a running back on an option route. He can cover, though. He can cover very well. I can't back that up from <laughs> the reps that I've seen at camp in preseason. I mean, his, whoa, his, whoa, his, whoa, his, history says something else. Well. Yeah, there's an acclimation. Well. That's why right. I said I want to see yeah. it. Right? I'm, I'm very aware of what he's done in the past. Right, right. But in terms of what I've seen recently – I feel confident with him in the box. I don't feel comfortable with him guarding the, this generation of running backs coming out the backfield. But that's that's where they've got the versatility, where you've got Curse who can do some yes. of that with the tight ends at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Der Esch can cover. Obviously, Micah can cover, but I don't, or he's got the speed to be available to do that. But you want him kind of closer Applying to the box. Pressure. I don't. Yeah, do, I don't do think that. By the line. I'm, I'm going to get. Uh, okay. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I don't think that we have a linebacker currently on this roster that can guard a shifty scat back like on an option route. I don't think so. I don't I think as fast as Micah is, as explosive as athletic, I don't think that he even has a change of direction in his hips to guard some of these guys that are now coming out the backfield. I'm gonna tell you who it is. Who is that? It's Jabril Cox. I was thinking the same prior thing. to the knee injury. Jeez, I didn't even mention prior to the knee I, yeah. Jabril and, Cox. I, and I, I would like to think that too and I would have said that last year. Again, from what I've seen this year at camp mm-hmm. I don't think that he's confident in his ability to move in space right now. And I think it's fair if you're talking about um, in the capacity of a guy who's returning from a torn ACL, that's absolutely fair. Um, I think that Jabril said something that was very truthful to me. And me asking him a couple days ago, I said, well, physically, how are you feeling? Are you already at top form physically? And he said, yes. And I said, well, what's the only hurdle between, you know, as we have this conversation and you being the impact player the Cowboys are looking for? He said game reps. Right. Game reps. So I think with more and more game reps, which he's most certainly yes. going to get, you're going to see a return to the LSU form, which yep. he's one of the better covered linebackers yeah. that I've seen. I, I, I don't doubt that. And I look forward to that. Yeah. But I'm just speaking as of right now, week one. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as if the Cowboys have that guy yet. Now, 
three, four games into it where guys get the game reps and all those kind of things. They get their confidence back. Okay, cool. Micah Parson hasn't played a lot of linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't asked to he wasn't asked to cover running backs the, last year. Hell, the most he probably did it was week one against Tampa. Exactly. And then they were like, oh, you can rush. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Never so mind. He hasn't been asked to do that. Van Der Esch, he could run down the, down a, a seam with a tight end, okay, because he's 6'4", 250. But mm-hmm. you're not asking him to ch- change directions and right. and run a whip, you know, defend a whip route or an option route. He's not doing that in open space. Barr, from what I've seen, he's not doing that in open space. So they have big, downhill, straight-ahead linebackers, guys that can run straight. But when it comes to the agility, you start thinking about, you know, some of these shifty running backs that you're going to be facing, right? Yeah, these guys, these guys can move. I think that's going to be Jabril Cox. But what I what I'll say to kind of bring this all to a, a you know a wonderful spot. Listen, listen at what we're saying and what we're doing. Right, we're sitting here talking about which position group on the defense is is the best, and everybody's right. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's no wrong answer. We, we are safety. For, or, we are accidentally yeah. leaving out guys who will be impact players. Jabril Cox potentially. Tristan mm-hmm. Hill has taken another step forward, and you look at the defensive line. Rookie second round pick Sam Williams is showing me some things. He's oh, already yeah. shown like insane like strength on bull rushes. He's starting to show speed rushes. He's showing mm-hmm. that he can be slid inside and to Dan Quinn's point, rush over a guard. Right, right. You've you've seen Neville Gallimore oh, yeah. at a three tech, but you've also seen him in three down man fronts rushing off of the edge. Like this is inarguably one of the deepest and most talented defenses the Cowboys have ever, and I mean that ever yeah. put on put on a like, field like dq is not going to blow smoke with us but he he said we've got a deep crew and we're going to roll hard mm. and, he, and he talked about like length and speed yep. what Goosebumps. he's got with this group when is as, as much as he's yeah as much as he's had coaching a defense and i mean obviously seattle jumps out first but there's a lot of potential there's more versatility here yeah it's like you're only playing year two of, yeah. dan, of dan quinn here look look at the the number of years it wasn't it it wasn't a switch that got flipped when he became uh, the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks, and of course he was there a little bit before. But this is only the second offseason of Dan Quinn's tenure yep. on the defensive side of the ball, and look how quickly the safety position went from being uh, consistently the biggest question mark, I think we can all agree, defensively, to being one of the strengths of the team. You talk about Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson when healthy. You talk about Jaron Curse, who's a safety who can kind of drop down as well. Yeah. You go and you you find Marquise Bell, who falls to undrafted free agency. Israel Mukwamu is now coming on strong. You had a situation where in roster cutdowns last week, you couldn't figure out who was going to stay. Wanye Thomas, Tyler Coyle, who, Coyle being a, a strong special teams guy who can also knife through and lay big hits on guys. It's such a fantastic problem to have here in Dallas. I said it last year when he was hired, and I'll say it again this year when he's retained, but that's the best hire and the best addition, Dan Quinn, and the best retainment, Dan Quinn, over the last two offseasons. And and he's going to be the one that puts it all together, but you've also got so much talent on that side of the ball. I I feel really, really good about the defense. Also a large part because he helped – them piece it together absolutely absolutely all right we got to take our second break when we come back i do want to get to nigel in arizona he's been patiently waiting we'll hit you on the other side of the break but let's go to the break first here on talking cowboys did you get to work on time yeah but i just realized it's sunday little sweet says head on home dr pepper is on its way so sweet unique Baby, there's 
nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. <laughs> see more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Big time wink from Isaiah. Good Isaiah, wink. stand back. That's right, it's back. Rob Phillips. Back like Stan. Patrick Nosey Walker. Mm. Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Final couple minutes here of talk, Talking Cowboys. These 45 minutes. Go by so fast. Yeah. So fast. And okay, we got three more days. That's just what I was going to say. I love Feed that. Feed me, Seymour. Yes, we've got it all week long here on Talking Cowboys, leading you into Sunday Night Football, Cowboys versus Buccaneers. All right, <laughs> Nigel in Arizona, you've been waiting so patiently. You're on Talking Cowboys. Nigel, what's up, my man? Uh, just call me Job, man. Oh, okay. I'm the patient, I'm the patient one. <laughs> I'd like to say uh, Say hi to my uh, two former Cowboys there. Appreciate what you did over the years for us. And love your candor. Um, I think pretty much you covered everything on uh, what was the uh, positive side of this team, which was the defense, so I'll leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is about the crib keeper again, man. I don't know why he can't keep his mouth shut. latest thing I read was he's talking – about why he can't put an offensive line around Dak because he paid him too much of the pie. Mm. Craziness, craziness. But um, let me throw this at you. It's kind of silly, um, but I thought you might have another question that we could answer. But mm-hmm. what do you think about going a jumbo package on a run? And maybe uh, if Tyler's working out, God willing, he will be, uh, we put Peters out there at tight end and just bounced mm. right at him on that side. 
Nigel, um, I think, you're you're yes, crazy, sir. and I love it. Yeah. I love the thought process. Thanks for the call here on Talking Cowboys. I mean, they did it with Jumbo Joe back in the day. Yes, you know, he, little, yes, little it loony did. action. Terrence Steele crazy. caught a touchdown pass last year. You're crazy. Could you see? I like you. <laughs> I like you. You're crazy. crazy. I like that a lot. I mean, throw Jason Peters out there. Why not? Terrence Steele got a, a touchdown. I mean, it makes me think of Laquan McGowan. Baylor fan <laughs> in the back, Chris Beam, knows that name very well. He was a 360-pound <laughs> defensive tackle that was tight end for, like, the Baylor teams when Arbor Isles was the head coach. And, I remember that dude. This oh, is a big yeah. scary dude, He was dude, number right? 80. 80. Is that, no, that's not him. That's him. Is that the big scary dude? Yeah, he was massive, dude. Here, I'll show you they the had, picture. They like, had, like, the half shirt, like the... No. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. No, they had the that's the defensive them. end. You're thinking of uh, Sean Oakman. Yeah, that Sean was number Oakman. Two. Yeah, he was massive, too. That's a big dude. Uh, but how yeah, that, how about that tight end from Georgia? You see that tight end from Georgia? I'm sorry, from oh. where now? From the from, from Georgia. The dogs. Dude, six uh, six seven two seventy five or something like that, hurdling Washington. over people. Washington. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. Go dogs. <laughs> um, but as far as is the question is concerned, yeah, you know, it for me that's like trying to make one plus one equals three. Okay, I I, I personally just can't do it. Right. If you talk about Isaiah, made a great point. When it comes to Jason Peters, would you rather him on the offensive line covering two yards or five yards? Yeah. I think we all said two yards because at that point, this is where the 40-year-old, um, the age comes in, right? Are we now talking about putting that same 40-year-old out? In routes? In routes? <laughs> in space? Like, you least I, I understand it. that, you know, in the in, in, in the yesteryear of Peters' football career – that he had some tight end snaps here and there, but we're we're in 2022, and it's a fun proposition, and it would be fun to see, unless you're Jason Peters, because he's probably going to look at you and say, I, I don't know if I want to be out there running a, no. you know, yeah. a two and out, right? So it worked with Varsity Blues, right? And, and then Blues it also goes Bob. back to logistically speaking, let's get callback. You know, I like right. that. The science and Peters it, is a better shape. Yeah, than the he science is. of it also just doesn't support because you know we talked earlier about Peters being tackle versus pop sliding him into left guard and if you slide him into left guard what does that do for your depth at tackle etc etc are you going to risk this 40 year old Mm. to a route Uh, no you're just not so it's just not worth put him at guard but how do you really feel I really do. <laughs> you know, you know what I, I he's waffling. I on feel, that. Dude, I feel. You, you got to stay straight. You can't just yeah, go Kyle, back and forth know, on this. Isaiah. Yeah. I feel what all of I don't say all most of Dallas Cowboys Nation. I feel like is is really looking over right now, and it's the ability to line up and single back, go downhill and get four yards with Zeke. Well, that's what they used to do. Exactly that's what they did for the first. Six games in the year. in the most effective way to secure that right now with the personnel that you have is by putting Peters at guard because you're you're literally putting Zach Martin and Peters three yards away from each other. Like it's the most effective way. Just don't when is Dak when is Dak most effective <laughs> off of play action? Yep. Freaking allow yourself to go downhill, straight ahead. the the, the shortest the, the shortest distance from point A to point B is where straight line. But I think they're not also, out at an angle, <laughs> not going to the ends, right. not trying to get out to the tackle, not allowing these four, three, four, four linebackers that you're about to be facing to run over the top. Make them run through the middle of the freaking line. Question posed to the panel, because I, I, I'm going to piggyback off of you mentioning Dak Prescott's mobility. What if the resurgence 
of Dak's mobility is playing into maybe them not putting Jason Peters at left guard because they figure they're going to have these play, apps, play options or play action plays. They're going to have these QB options, mm-hmm. rollouts, naked bootlegs, and things like that. And they want to set the edge and, they and allow set it to the, get there. And they want to set the edge. So what if that's in the thought mm-hmm. process as well? Be- T- former, former quarterback, quarterback mm-hmm. okay, there, you can't do anything if the inside is not secure. No, and we nothing, and we saw that last year in certain matchups. Yeah, it wasn't just Tampa; it was it was KC. It was yep. certain. Were they and McGovern Raiders, was at left guard, and they could Broncos. not hold that point of attack. You so can't, you can't get going. You can't get going. I'm just I'm trying to help people understand. You can't get your offense going. You can't run. You can't pass protect. You can't scheme up somebody at the guard position. I can. We talk about scheming tackles all day long. We'll talk about it on hit sticks. We'll mm. talk about it on all these other shows. I can go out here and I can put extra tight ends over there. I can motion receivers in. I can chip block. I used to chip block on Dwight Freeney when I was playing with New England. Hey, hit Freeney. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean hit Freeney? He's standing on the edge in a nine technique. Just bump him a little bit and help our tackle out. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I can do that. Can you do that with a, with, a, with a freaking nose tackle? Can you do that with a D tackle? Get yourself hey, a just go in here and chip on him real quick. Get no, yourself, get you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can wham block. Well, you can try to power. You can pull guys. You can <laughs> try to cut them backside. It, get yourself a fool. It's hard. It's hard. Freaking put him at, at guard mm. and, and and sleep well. And we're gonna talk about this throughout the week, but I promise we're not going to hit offensive line for the entirety nope. of every show from here until Friday. Because <laughs> tomorrow. We're going to preview the Cowboys' defense versus the Tampa Bay offense. Woo, We're going to call fun. it Defensive Wall Wednesday. It's a spicy. So every Wednesday we'll preview the Cowboys' defense and their matchup with Buccaneers or with the opposing team. But this week it's the Buccaneers. years old. There's a lot of going on. Oh, yeah. Thursday we'll talk about the Cowboys' offense versus the Tampa Bay defense. And then on Friday it's Say It With Your Chest Friday mm. where we bring the heat. Patrick Nosey Walker, first episode in the books, my friend. Welcome to the team. We're excited to have you. Special thanks to our friends over at Black Rifle Coffee Company as well. Go check them out at blackriflecoffee.com. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!